Okay, Rabbi, so we are going to start another Vad on the Vilna Gain's Torah on Parshas Lachotha in Parak Yud Zayin Pasuk Hey. The Torah says, V'lo yikare oid eshimcha Avram. Your name should not be called anymore Avram without a hey. V'heye shimcha Avraham. Your name should from now on be Avraham. You're not allowed to be called anymore Avram. And the Gemara in Mesechus Brachas on Dafyud Gimel Menalev says, Tani bar kapara, kal hakare la'avraham avram, over ba'asei. If anyone calls somebody by the name of Avram, Avram, then he's over ba'asei, you're over an asei, shenemar v'yeshem ch'avram, because the Pasuk says very clearly that your name henceforth should be Avram. Your name was Avram, but now your name from now on is Avraham. And so if you are called Avram, but yet um, if you call Avram by the name of Avram, then you're Ivar and Asay. Rebbe Lazam, Rebbe Lav, Shenem Eshimcha Avram. So you're Ivar actually not an Asay, but a Lav. Elameyata Hakar Yaakov Yaakov Hachinami. Would you say the same thing about Yaakov Avinu? That uh, Yaakov, if somebody calls Yaakov by the name Yaakov, that uh, he would also be in violation of this Pasuk. And the Gemara said, because it says by Yaakov also that uh, he got a new name, right? He was called Yisrael. Shiny Hasam the Hadra Hadre Kra. The Torah there goes and says another Pasuk, So after having changed his name, having called him Yisrael, HaKadosh Baruch Hu goes back and calls him Yaakov Yaakov, since the Torah then repeats calling him by the name Yaakov after he was renamed, quote-unquote, Yisrael, so we see that there's no problem with calling Yaakov by the name Yaakov, but there is a problem, either an Asay problem or a Lav problem, by calling Avram, uh, Avraham by the name of Avram. So the Vilna Gain asks, the Kasha, the MS Tikshi, Alakarishbarhu Gufe. Why don't we ask a Kasha on Hashem? What does that mean? Shebetchila Amar La Yisrael Yesh Mecha. Hakarishbarhu says in the Torah that your name should be Yisrael. He named Yaakov Avinu Yisrael. The Acher Kafkara Yaakov. And then afterwards he goes back and calls him Yaakov. That's a Kasha on Hashem. The Eid Maiti Reitz Hakadosh Baruch Hu. What does that mean? Hakadosh Baruch Hu went back and he called him Yaakov Yaakov. Yaakov Yaakov. Im Kain Neima Af Avram Kain. Kivan Dechazin and Dekviyas Hashem Shal Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Who loved Avkav? We're saying that when Hakadosh Baruch Hu is Kaveya Hashem to somebody, he called Yaakov Yisrael, and then he sort of takes that back and says, "Okay, I'm calling you Yaakov again." So if he could do that by Yaakov, he should be able to do that by Avram. So, okay, so yesterday he called him Avraham, and if we call him today Avram again, that shouldn't be a problem. So why, asks the Vilna Gain, is there this difference between calling somebody by the name of, calling Avram by the name of Avram, as opposed to calling Yaakov by the name of uh, Yaakov, if HaKadosh Baruch Hu changed both Avram and Yaakov's name, why do we have such a problem going back on Avram's name, but we don't have a problem going back 
to Yaakov. Why did Hashem do that? So we're going to see tonight two uh, possible terutzim. And then I'm going to tell you a, a tremendous insight. So the first terutz that's quoted in the name of the Vilna Gain is that there is a sifri that says, whenever it says, that means right away. means immediately. Whenever the Torah says, that means in the future. And now it all makes sense. It says that your name shall be Avram. When does that start? It starts right now. means today, now. That your name will in the future be Yisrael. That after time, eventually, your name will be Yisrael. It doesn't mean that there is immediately a problem with calling his name Yaakov, um, and now it has to be Yisrael. Down the road, your name will be sometime in the future Yisrael, but it doesn't have to be right away. And we see that HaKadosh Baruch himself, therefore, um, was able to call him Yaakov, because it's not an exclusive, immediate thing that has to happen. By Avram, on the other hand, it says, that means right now, starting from now, your name will be Avram. And therefore, the Gemara says, oh, and if you call Avram by the name of Avram, then you're either a, a love. That doesn't mean to or an essay. It doesn't mean to say, by the way, that uh, we're not allowed to say the word Avram, right? We say every morning by davening, Avram. Obviously, we can, we can, we're, learning, we're going to be Mavra Sejra this parashim, it's going to say many times Avram, but if you're calling Avram deliberately by the name of Avram, when it's not in the context of saying, talking about him before his name was changed, and you're just stop calling him Avram, that's your Ivar Nasi, your Ivar Allah. When, uh, when I was in elementary school, there was a boy in my class, and his official name was Avram wasn't Avram. And I had a Rebbe who said, who quoted this Gemara and said, you know, it's, you have to change your name because you can't call Avram by the name of Avram. Your parents made a mistake, you know, when they, when they named you Avram because that just, it's not, we don't do that. We don't call uh, Avram by the name of Avram. We don't call the actual forefather Avram and we don't call people, we don't name people after that after Avram. That's not what we do. Hashem changed it. Hashem said, now your name is Avram, and from now on, from now on, it has to be Avram. And so, I don't know exactly what he did in the end, that, that, uh, that boy, but that was, uh, that was an issue that came up at that time. Okay, that's one terror. It's okay, the difference between Ve'ye and Yiye. Here's another, this is all from the Sefer Amar Agado where he's malakate things from the Vilna Gain from all over, many sources, and he always quotes them. Uh, he always cites the source. Why did we not change the name of Yaakov altogether? Why didn't, just like Avram, we changed 
he's always Avram now, so Yaakov also should no longer be Yaakov, it should be from now on Yisrael. Okay, that's not as convincing as when they say that it's for sure from the Gra. He says, Kimaduma means like, I think it was from, I think I may have heard it from, I think I might have seen it once in a Savior, but shame the Gra, that's not as convincing. But yet this is a very well-known Vart that's often quoted from the Gra. The Gemara in Brachas Chafavam says that Tfilois Avos Tiknum. Tfilois were instituted by Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. And we know that, right? Avram Avinu was Mesakein Shachris, Yitzchak was Mesakein Mincha, Yaakov was Mesakein Arvis, and the Gemara uh, darshans all of these from Psukim. So comes along the Vilna Gain and says that according to that Shita, there's another Shita that says that Tfilas were Keneged Karbanis Tiknum, that we were we have Shachris Mincha Mayrev, Keneged the Tamashal Shachar, Tamashbain Arbayim, and then the uh, and then the, the Avaram at night, um, but the Haktaris Semurim, but the Shita that holds that Tfilas Avas Tiknum its marumas and their actual names of the Avis, these respective tefillahs that each of them was, uh, each of them established. The second letter of Avram's name is Abez. What does Abez allude to? He was the one that was Mesake in the tefillah in the biker in the morning. That's marumas in the Bez in Avram Avinu's second Letter. Just as an aside, before we go a little further, there is a uh, an interesting. Um, I think it's the Meshachachma, if I'm not mistaken, that says that the reason why we uh, no. Let's there, there's a, there's a sitter that was put out uh, that was shown to the Vilna Gaon Bechayev in his lifetime, and in the sitter it was a commentary a running commentary on the Siddur, is a Pirushan Siddur, trying to remember the name, I can't remember right this minute, but um, in it, so that he showed it to the Gra to get a Haskama. It's pretty, if you could get a, a Haskama from the Vilna Gain, you're doing pretty well. So the Vilna Gain just opened it up to the first piece in the Siddur. Uh, and by the way, a lot of people do that. If you want to like ever see you like a safer, try to look at the first piece because with some of the first piece, he's going to try to put his best stuff out there first. So if you like the first piece, then you'll probably like the whole safer, if you, or at least you see what he's, you know, if you, if you look in the middle, maybe you put a shvacha piece in the middle, but the first piece, he's probably going to make sure to put a good piece. So in the beginning of this sitter on Adain Eilam, at the beginning of Shachris, he says the following Vart. He says that why did Whoever was whoever was Masada the sitter, why did they make Adain Eilam at the first at the as the opening salva of Shachris? So he says because Avram Avinu was the first one Chazal teach us to call Hakadosh Baruch Hu by the name Adain. Until Avram Avinu Chazal tells no one came and uh, no one ever called Hashem Belashen Adnus. No one ever called him by the by the word Adain except Avram Avinu. So Avram Avinu. Since he was the one that was Mesake and Shachris, and he was the one that was that called Hashem in the name Adain, so therefore we start off his tefillah of Shachris with Adain Eilam, as if to like give him a uh, 
you know, like a little plug for Avram Avinu at the beginning of his Tefillah of Shachras. The Vilna Gain saw this pshat, the Kilsuha, and he praised it tremendously. He loved this pshat. I don't, I don't see anyone else getting too excited in the room over this pshat, but the Vilna Gain was very excited about this pshat. So, and this is what, this is the Messiah that we have from the Gain. So they, um, they asked the Briskarov about this story, and he said, why did the Vilna Gain get so excited about it? Is it such a big, is it something that like we ourselves couldn't have thought of? Not like, it's not rocket science, it's a nice var, it's a beautiful var, but like, okay, Avram Avinu was Shachris, Adain, so we started there, it's, not, it's a beautiful var, but like, is there something that the Vilna Gain person that mastered Kala you know, got so excited that he praised the whole Pirish because of this var? So the Briskarov said that the Vilna Gain wasn't looking for fancy Tyre in his life. The Vilna Gain wanted emes. He wanted truth. He wanted Tyre that was genuine, that was true. And he felt, said the Briskarov, that this vart was true. It wasn't the fanciest vart. It wasn't a big pilpul. It wasn't a binyan. It wasn't one thing on top of another thing with lambdas, with kakiras. It was a simple vart, but it ringed true to the Vilna Gain, and therefore he was Makali. said. That's why he praised it so. That's the, uh, the, the Meshach Chachman that I was thinking of, uh, which isn't as good, is that it isn't as good as, I mean, I didn't, it doesn't have a Vilna Gain in it, but the Meshach Chachman says that the reason why we wear our talus and tefillin, dafka by shachris, right? we don't wear our talus and tefillin by mincha, we certainly don't wear it by mayrev, uh, why do we only wear shachris? I'm talking about people that, like us, that only wear tefillin during davening. There are people, you know, that are, that, that wear tefillin the whole day. There are people that wear their towels the whole day. You go in, you know, the Zilber, uh, Zilberman people in, in the old city, they're, they, they're walking around the old city with their, with their towels and tefillin the whole day. And Chaim Pincha Scheinberg wore tefillin the whole day. And, uh, and the Vilna Gain wore tefillin the whole day. As many people do wear tefillin the whole day. But we don't wear tefillin. We're not naive personally, to wear tefillin, because we can't keep our gufnaki for that long. So we only wear shachris. Why only shachris? And the Meshach says a similar vart, that Avram Avinu said, I think it's in this week's parasha, and as a result, the Gemara says, because he said to Melech Sadaim that I'm not going to take anything, michot, from a string, until a shoe strap, I'm not taking anything from you, that no one should say that you made Avram Avinu wealthy, so in the schus that he said michot we're to what to tzitzis, and the schus that he says srechnal we're So therefore, since Avram Avinu was the one that sort of got for us these two mitzvahs of tefillin and tzitzis and tefillin, so it makes sense that by his tefillah by shachris, he's that's where we wear his two mitzvahs. We wear we wear talus and tefillin. Specifically, that's Avram Avinu's tefillah. Okay, so that's the Vilna Gain. The Vilna Gain says that Avram, the second letter, is Bez. Yitzchak, the second letter, is Tzadi. What's Tzadi? Lairis al tefillah sarayim shiskin, at the afternoon prayer. Vimincha. Ubi Yaakov, what's the second letter in Yaakov? In his name, an Ayin. Ais hashniya mishmei shal hi Ayin. Lairis al tefillah arvis shahiskin. So Vilna Gain says, this is a different shot. that I know why Yaakov Avinu's name could never be changed. 
of course, it's also Yisrael, but the, but the name Yisrael, Yaakov, never got canceled. Why? That the very last generation of Klai Yisrael should always remember, that Tfilas Arvis is Yaakovina's Tfilah. So we can never totally do away with the name Yaakov. We always have to call him, and he does. That name stuck, I think, much more than Yisrael. People always refer to Yaakov as Yaakov, even after we were given the name Yisrael. But people, how many people call, call him Yisrael Avinu? I don't think I've ever heard that in my life. Yaakov, you know, everybody uses the word Yaakov Avinu because Yaakov shows the ayin in his name is, that's his legacy. His legacy is Arvis. And so that's why, says the Vilna Gain, another pshat, besides for the first pshat, Yeh versus Vehayeh, it's in order to always memorialize the contribution of Yaakov Inu, which is Arvis in our daily uh, tefillah. And of course, Arvis really um, characterizes what Yaakov Inu was. Arvis is the night prayer, it's the night tefillah, and, and Yaakov Inu is the night uh, av. He was the, the father of night. Why do I say that? Because he was the father of Gaulus. He was the one that went down to Mitzrayim and the beginning of Gaulus Mitzrayim started through Yaakov Avinu. The Tsaris that Yaakov Avinu went through with Esau and then with, with, uh, with Yosef and his brothers and with all the other, with Dino, with all the Tsaris that he went through, he represents a Yid in Gaulus. And Gaulus is always night, so Yaakov Avinu is always night. Avram Avinu is morning, he represents the newness, the freshness of Gal Yisrael in the morning. Yitzchak was in the middle, he was Din, but Yaakov Avinu was Gaulus, he was representative of Elayla, and that's why he was Kaveh Tfilas Arvis. Now, I want to show you a, a beautiful, beautiful vart. Let's turn the page. This is not uh, the Vilna Gain's Tyre, this is the Tyre of Rabbi Elia Lapian, the great, uh, he was Rashiva in England, then he came to Eretz Yisrael, and he became the Mashkiach in a Yeshiva in Kfar Hasidim. Um, a tremendous Baal Musa. There's a three-volume set of Svarim that we have in the base Medrash called Lev Eliyahu. In the front, in the first volume, I should say Lev Eliyahu, I don't remember, some of it is in the front, some of it is in the back. This is obviously in the back, it's page Reish Lamed. In the back of the Sefer, there's something called Shvive Lev, I think it is. A different, like, a different short Veritlach from him. Very, some of them are, are really, really very powerful. And this is one of the most powerful ones that I found from him. And it's about what we said before about the Aves being misakin the Tfilas. Tfilas, Aves Tiknam. The, the Aves were misakin, they established Tfilas. Where are we? Yeah. Where are we? In the third page. You don't have it? Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. so you see where I put a check? Lamed Zion? Oh, I got it, yeah. So, Amr Chazal, Avram Avinu Tikein Tfilas Shachris. Avram Avinu... He was the one that was Mesakin Tfilas Shachris, Yitzchak Avinu Tikein Tfilas Amincha, the Yaakov Avinu Tikein Tfilas Arvis. So he says a beautiful vart. I don't know if you're going to appreciate the vart as much as I can because, uh, for reasons that I'll explain in a minute. He gives us a mushal. What it means to, what, is, what does the word Tikein mean? The Tfilas Avis Tiknam. What would you say that means without you know, knowing too much? Put in place. Founded, founded, founded. founded, established. But tikein really means what? What is misakin means to fix, right? To repair, to fix something. Uh, and whenever you see, by the way, two Hebrew words that have the same 
word, the same, they share the same word, so there's always a reason behind it. Hebrew is a very, very rich language, and you can learn a lot from studying the shirashim of words. And so even if two words seem to just have, in English it doesn't, in English you could have, um, you know, two words that sound exactly the same, but they mean totally two different things. Right, that's a great example. Bat and bat. Baseball bat and the, and the animal uh, bat. Right? Do they have anything to do with each other? No. Maybe Batman played baseball. We don't know. But, uh, but that's about it. Like, how do we... There's no shaykhs between a bat and a bat. In Lashon HaKadosh, if two words have the, same, have the same meaning like that, so then you know that there's some connection. You just have to think about it. And there's svarim that do nothing else but discuss these connections. Uh, and their Mepharshim, Rav Shamsh Rav Hirsch, was very into this. Um, the Malbim was very into this. Uh, oh, oh, and others, you know, I think the, the Haksava Kabbalah. There are certain G'daylem, G'daylem Mepharshim that really spent a lot of effort trying to figure out the etymology of words. That's a fancy way of saying the study of language, the study of words. And so if there's two words that come together... Uh, you know that, and they, they sort of share the same, the same, the same shirish, the same word. Obviously, there's a connection in Lashnagai. It doesn't in English. It's not that way, but in Lashnagai, it is. So, if you see that the word tikein means to fix, and it also means to establish, there's a reason for that, and we're going to see a reason for that right now. So he says a mashal lemachshir ha telephone shakaidem shem tzius hamachshir azeh. Before they invented the telephone, nobody knew how to speak to their friend from a distance. Obviously, you can always scream down the block, but that's as far as your, your voice carries. But if you want to scream to somebody right a couple of blocks away, there's no way to do that. How do you do that before a phone was invented? And definitely to speak to somebody in China, speak to somebody in Eretz Israel right now, you can't do that if you don't have the instrument, if you don't have a phone. But after this invention was invented, and it was fixed, it was, it, was, it was created, it was established, it was repaired. So everybody, even a little kid, is able to just simply lift up the receiver Shvaferis is like the, you know, the receive the, the what do you call it? The, the, what, what's that part of the phone that you speak into? Uh, I guess, I guess it's the phone. No, there was a word for it. I just don't remember. It's been a long time. I don't know. I forgot. Anyway, it's like a shayfer. It looks like a shayfer. <laughs> so therefore, that's how. So what happened basically is. That the that in order to he speaks he speaks about this a little bit differently elsewhere in his savor, but basically if you take both places together, what he wants to say is as follows: that in order for you to speak to somebody in Eretz Yisrael, this is why I said it's a little bit more nageyah to me than you, but not really. How do you get a line before wireless, before satellites, and all that shtick? How do you how do they get a line from America? To Israel, from America to uh, to Australia, how'd they do that? What? Long wires. 
wires. Long, long wires, exactly. They would. They had long cables, long wires, like, like when I say long, I mean really, 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 really long, like hundreds, thousands of miles of cables, and they would basically put it under the water, and they'd run it under the water all the way, you know, and, and cover it, I guess, and make sure that it's watertight, and those wires go to Eretz Yisrael, those wires go to Europe, those wires go to Asia, and it's all connected, and, and on the streets, you know, there's all the wires that are, that are wiring up the whole America, every block in America has these, these ugly you know, telephone wires, cable wires all over. And all of that is c- to connect every single person's phone to each other. Now they have wireless, so you know, it's going to someday, I guess, you won't, like I don't have a landline anymore. I used to have a landline. And I said after, well, we all have phones. Like, why do we need a landline? So we got rid of the landline. Um, and soon everybody's going to not have landlines. You're not going to have any of these cables, but that's why the, the VART is much cooler, you know, before the cell phone was great. But even the cell phone, there's a lot of work that has to be done in order to get two people's phones to, to interconnect, right? You, you need to have all these big poles with the wireless, uh, you know, things on them. And uh, anyway, long story short, in order for... But now what happens? You pick up a phone... You get a dial tone, and now you're able to like dial anyone's number in the world, and you're able to speak to them in a second. So in order to, in order to do that, somebody had to do a ton of work. A huge, ex- billions of dollars must have been spent to have the actual material and the manpower to lay lines across the world. Think about it. Think it's, it must be billions of miles stretched in every direction of, of wire just in order so that I should be able to pick up a phone and speak to you wherever you are. This is a great mushal of what the Avis did. Before the Avis came, How do I know? How would I be able to, to open up my mouth and speak to Hashem in Shemayim? I wouldn't. Just like I wouldn't be able to speak to somebody three blocks away from me without a phone without the phone being connected by wires, there's no way for me to do that without having some, some communication in place, without somebody being misaking, establishing, fixing, repairing, doing some legwork in order to wire one place to another. I can't do that. I can't do anything. I would, I would be, without the obvious, it would be literally like me trying to pick up a, a fake phone that's not plugged into a wall and speak to, and speak to somebody a couple of blocks away. I can't, can't do it. It doesn't make sense. But after the others were misaking their tefillahs, what the others did, you have to appreciate what's going on over here. When we have chakras, it's not just like, okay, great, Avram Avinu had the idea to make chakras, and therefore now we're all doing, a, doing chakras every day. What Avram Avinu did when he was misaking chakras, when he fixed chakras, you know what that means, fix? He literally, he ran wires from earth to shamayim. He created that circuitry that you're able to daven down here chakras, and it's heard up there in shamayim. Before Avram came along, you couldn't really do that. Maybe, I mean, I'm not saying there was never a concept of tefillah. There was always, you could always daven. 
but that you should be able to open up a sitter, every child, every person in the world that can, you know, that could read Hebrew or English. You could open up a sitter and just start davening and immediately there's like a dial tone. They were able to speak directly to Hashem. That was done by Avram Avinu's tikkun. He was misaking it. He wasn't just like, oh, I'm going to establish a field. No, no, no. He was misaking. He fixed it. He did the actual wiring. He, Avram Avinu, whatever that means, but he created from scratch a network of communication between us and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So that when we open up our, our, our sitter and we start davening, we have a direct dial tone and we're able to communicate directly with Hashem and Hashem listens to us. Yitzchak did the same thing. He was misaking Tfilos Mincha. So when we daven Mincha and we're in the middle of our stressful day and we, we open up a sitter and daven Mincha, there's a dial tone. You have to just hear the dial tone, but there is a dial tone. And with that dial tone, now you're able to actually dial up HaKadosh Baruch Hu and speak to him directly. Like I'm speaking to you on a phone. And, and Yaakov did the same thing for Arvis. So when we're speaking about the Abbas being Misaka, when the guy is saying that the second letter in Avram is Biker, and the second letter in Yitzchak is Sarayim, second letter of Yaakov is Arvis, that's not just a game. They were Misaka, part of their letter, part of their name, the Mahus of what they did, their great accomplishment, was not that they just happened to daven chakras and now we could daven chakras. They created a dial tone for us to daven chakras. And you have to understand what that means. The problem, I think, that we have with our tefillahs is that we're, we do it so by rote that we don't even think about what's going on. We think, listen, Hashem is in Shemayim. He's not, there's a mitzvah, a chiyav, whatever it is, to daven. I'm davening because I got to daven, but like, that's about it. Do I really feel an experience when I'm davening that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is listening to me, that I'm actually, eh, who am I? Is Hashem, God has nothing better to do with his day than to listen to little old me daven to him. So because of that, we daven. We're always like skeptical. We're, we're spacing out. We're thinking about, you know, our tests and our finals, our midterms, our summer plans, our career flares, whatever it is. We're thinking about stuff that's going on in our life. But we're not focused always on the two. I'm speaking about myself. This is all autobiographical. It's not about you. I'm sure everybody in the room is a lot firmer and a lot, has a lot more kavanah than me. This is, all, this, I'm, this, is, this is my therapy right now to you. What's really going on, though, if, we'd hop, if I would hop, what, was re- what I was really doing when I take a sitter off the shelf and I'm davening, there's a dial tone, and Hashem Kaviyachal picks up his end of the receiver and says, yes, Maisha, what would you like? Wait a minute, I'm speaking to God? God is listening to me right now as I'm saying what I'm saying, as I'm saying Rifainu, as I'm saying Shmakaleinu, as I'm saying Barakaleinu, I'm davening for Parnasa, I'm davening for Shidduch, I'm davening for Rafuiz, for Yeshuas, for Mashiach, for, and I'm giving Haidah to him, I'm praising him, and, he, and he's listening. He's Mamish on the other end of the phone, the other end of the line, and he is paying attention. If I would know that, my Tfilis would be a thousand, a million, a trillion times better. But I forget that. I don't really think that there's another person, there's another being on the other end. Listen, I'm sort of talking to the wall, right? I'm talking into the sitter. I'm not like, I'm shuckling because it looks from, but I'm not really, I'm not really doing anything. It's just sort of like a, it's like, you know, it's whatever. It's a daily ritual. It's a ritual, but it's not accomplishing anything because nobody's listening to me. That's the biggest mistake that we have. Avram changed that. If it was true before Avram Avinu that 
of course, Hashem is always listening, but that maybe I wouldn't, I wouldn't be worthy to get a dial tone. You know something? I can't, I don't know, I'm not an engineer, I wouldn't know how to make a phone. But for some reason, I have this chos of picking up a phone or, or turning on my phone and being able to dial a number and I get, a, I get somebody answering it on the other end. I didn't create that, somebody else did it for me, but it works. When I daven, it works because Avraham Avinu, when he was alive, he established Tvila Shachris for me. So that thousands of years later, I would be able, there would be a great, great, great grandson living in Queens, New York in the 21st century, and he's going to be able to open up his sitter and daven and get a dial tone and speak to God himself by Shachris. Yitzchik did it by Mincha. Yaakov did it by Arvis. But that's what we're doing when we're davening. Every time we're davening, we're getting a dial and we have a direct line of communication to God himself. And if you would have a direct line of communication, let's say, to the president, so then that would be a cool thing. If I'd have a president's number and he lets me call me whenever, call him whenever, I, whatever I want, and I can ask him anything that I want. The president is like a bad example right now, but like, uh, you know, no one can get into it. But like, uh, but let's say I, I would have a, a very rich uncle, you know, that, that loves me. And like, I could just call him whenever I want money, whenever I want a car, whenever I want to, you know, go out to a restaurant. He'll give me his credit, whatever, whatever I need, he'll give me. That would be a, an amazing thing. Now, if I would be able to have that relationship with, with Hashem, that would be, I'd be like really special, Right. But we all have that relationship with HaKadosh Baruch We just have to realize that we have to tap into it. And because of the Avis, the Avis we have, they gave us this ability. The greatest gift that the Avis gave us perhaps was the fact that they were misaking, they fixed, they wired a connection between us and Hashem. We don't, we're never taught this, I don't think, really. But there's really a dial tone. Even a dial tone is something that's going out of style, right? You don't get a dial tone anymore. You, pick up your cell phone and you just dial it, right? And you press the green button. But those of you that have landlines, you know that there is a concept of a dial. You pick it up and you either, mm, that's what you have when you open up your sitter. And Hashem is really, really listening to us. Rav Shach has a great vart. He says that, um, you know, that every time we, we, we open up Hashem, we open up a sitter, we're speaking directly to Hashem. The bard is a little longer than that. It, you know, there's a, there's a halacha in Shulchan Aruch that you shouldn't, a, a Jewish baby should not drink gayasha milk, milk from a, a gayasha woman. Why? Where do we learn that from? We learn it from Meishu Rabbeinu, because Meishu Rabbeinu, uh, you know, he would not drink from the Mitzri women. He only drank from, uh, from Jewish women's milk as a baby. So... So everybody asks, Rav Yaakov Netsky, you know, asks, and, and Rav Shach asks, what is that halacha? That's halacha l'maysa. The reason why Meish Rabbeinu didn't drink from anybody else's milk is because Pesha Asla Dabra He has a mouth that's going to speak to the Shechina himself, so he dare not drink milk from an Egyptian woman. But a kid born in 2000 and uh, whatever, we're in 22, right? Is that kid really going to be Medaber Mashchina? You have to worry about him drinking Gaisha milk. I'm, come on, what are the chances of that happening? It's going to be a Meshra Abeno. So Rabbi Yaakov has a vart that, yeah, you have to raise every child. Ki'ilu, they're going to be a Meshra Abeno. But Rabbi Shach's vart is, I think, even stronger than that. He says, every yid is Medavra Mashchina. Every yid is, has a pad that's Medavra Mashchina. How? Look what we're doing every single day. We, we daven to the Rabbi Nisham. We say, Baruch, what? Ata Hashem, we're speaking directly. You don't speak to your Rebbe that way. You don't say to your Rebbe, hey, uh, how are you? 
you say, how's Rebbe? Right? That's what you speak to him in third person. HaKadosh Baruch he says, no, none of that. I, I want you to speak directly. Baruch Atta, Balash Neichach. Blessed are you, Hashem. That means your mouth is talking directly to HaKadosh Baruch So that's why you can't drink Gaya Shemil, because every single kid will be Medaba Mashchina. That's what we're doing every single time we make a bracha, every time we daven, and it behooves us to think about this, because as much as we're talking about it, I don't know how, how convinced we are. But the more we chazer this, and we believe it, that really HaKadosh Baruch listens to me. It's not a waste of time. We're davening, we're literally davening, we're Ayman Lufneha Melech, and HaKadosh Baruch is listening to us, not just Rosh Hashanah, not just the Sarasim not just Yom Kippur, but tonight, tomorrow, every single day of the year, every time we say an Asher Yatza, every time we say a, a, a Shakal Nebedvar, HaKadosh Baruch pays attention to these things. And whatever we ask of him, he, it, 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 it makes a Rosham. Something's happening in Shemaim, there's a dial tone. That was the contribution of the Avis. As we're coming to these parashas of the Avis, Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, you know, if you want to understand the greatness of the Avis and how they relate to us on a daily basis, it's every time we dive in Shachris, thank Avram Avinu. It's Salusa da Avram, it's the, the, the feel of Avram, because Avram Avinu wired the world for Shachris to work. And Mincha, Yitzchak did, Arvis, Yaakov Avinu did, this is their legacy. The legacy of tefillah that they established, they fixed, they were misaking. And that way it enables each and every one of us to have a direct line of communication with the Bayer Elamim. Have a wonderful evening.